following message is from Narrative Church, a Lutheran church located in Williamson County, Texas. For more information, go to www.narrative.church. We have this great story this morning. And Jacob's story, I'd encourage you, if you don't know the story of Jacob, take some time in Genesis and read through it. Because a lot of times we think of the Bible and we we get this very sugar-coated message in it that we think of, well, we want to be family-friendly, right? Well, the Bible can be very family-friendly. It can also be something that you go, you know what, I don't want my six-year-old reading this part of the Bible yet. Which is interesting because we, you know, Noah's Ark is a favorite story of everyone. We don't talk a whole lot in Noah's Ark about what's, you know, what's happening to everyone who's not on the ark, right? But here the story of Jacob is this incredible, incredible story of a man who keeps getting it wrong and God still says, yeah, but you're my chosen people. So Jacob, he is brother of Esau, he ends up stealing his brother's blessing from his father, and because of that, runs away. And then he gets fooled into marrying the sister of the woman he wants to marry, then he ends up marrying the woman he wants to marry. This is a whole thing, right? And it just is not good. Not great. Even further down the line, after what we read today, he'll have all of these sons, but he picks his favorite son, which we all know, you know, those of you who are parents, you know, it's a real good idea to pick a favorite child and show everyone else who that is. So what I like about Jacob is he's an everyday person. He's not some perfect person that God pulls and says, oh yeah, here's that perfect person for this story. There's only one perfect person in Scripture, and that's Jesus. But here we have Jacob, who's made a lot of mistakes, who's messed up a lot of things. And as he is fleeing from his brother in fear, because he's stolen his blessing, he ends up in this place where he runs into a man and begins wrestling with him. Now listen, I don't know how that happens, right? Like, I'm not just at the gas station eyeing people, going, all right, your turn. Right? Like... When was the last time you just walked straight into someone and said, oh, it's time, you know, I'll prepare. Just straight up, you know, see, and here's the thing. I tried to decide which wrestler I would use as a reference here because I could use Hulk Hogan, right? So that's one generation. I could use The Rock. That's another generation, John Cena, you know, and I guarantee there's someone in here who goes, I know none of those names. There's someone in here who goes, who the heck's John Cena? But The Rock, if you don't know The Rock... Okay, Hulk Hogan, right, wrestlers. But, you know, they're not walking into stores just walking up to people going, come here, brother, right? Like, they're not just wrestling people randomly. But here's Jacob just hanging out, and he sees this dude goes, all right, it's time. It's on. So there's this wrestling match that happens, and it ends up that he is wrestling with God. So that's a warning to you. Don't just pick a fight because you might be wrestling God. End of sermon. See you next week. 
but he ends up wrestling with God to the point where God goes, okay, good job. You know, it's that like dad moment where you're like, okay, I'm like, I'm not going to admit like that you're kind of putting up more of a fight than I thought, but I also want to go take a nap now. So go on, kid. And Jacob just holds on and goes, I won't let go until you bless me. Which like seems to be his issue, right? Like just stealing people's blessings left and right. But he goes, I won't let go until you bless me. And it's interesting what God does here is he goes, okay, what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you a new name. I'm going to give you a new name. You've been known as Jacob. You're now going to be known as Israel because you strove with God. So here it says, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. You've striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Listen, I could give you a lot of history into like wrestling and why that's so important. We could talk about Jacob's hip socket and why that might be a big deal. Well, we could dive into the place names and all of those things. But I limited myself to 15 minutes. But really the big thing is this is, this is pretty straightforward, I think. There are a lot of different things in a lot of different directions we could go, but I just want to go the easiest route, which is to say, God is big enough for you to wrestle with Him. And what I mean by that is obviously not the physical wrestling, like, listen, He's going to win. But we live in a day and an age where I've seen more and more where churches have said, listen, just trust us, it's okay. Don't have questions because you just got to have faith. But here is the man who the nation will be named after, right? The people of Israel are the people of Jacob, right? That when we get the, the patriarchs of the faith, it is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So these are the people of God. And here it is that Jacob wrestles physically with God and will not let go until he has what he needs. The history of our faith is not one where we pat people on the head and go, there's your answer. It's one where we say, listen, your life will be one of wrestling with God. Your life will be one where you come up to him and you say, Lord, I just don't get it. I just don't understand, and I'm not going to let go until you help me. Listen, we, in the past three years, I feel like we're all wrestling with God a little bit more every day. But the question is not, are we going to come along and go, oh, you should kind of stop that, right? Like, don't worry, just have faith that God's good. Or are we going to cling to him in such a way that says, I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not release you until you help me. And what's interesting here is we could take that as a very personal act of faith, right? We could say, okay, it's all on me. I have to wrestle harder. But I want to take you back to this idea of a good father wrestling with his kids. There's no doubt who's going to win. Right? I remember when I was a kid, it was with my dad, it was this game, it was Trapper. 
and dad would fake falling asleep and we'd try and sneak away and then he'd grab us and pull us back in. There was no doubt who was getting caught. Like, was the game Trapper? You know what should have been called? Keeper, right? Because my dad, like, he could have easily just held us down, no problem. But you see, as a father, he enjoyed spending time with us. He enjoyed the back and forth. And so, too, as we look at God as a good father, as he wrestles with Jacob, who then he names Israel, so, too, he looks at us and says, I want to wrestle with you. I want to spend time with you. I want you to bring me your trials and your struggles. I want you to hold on to me and say, bless me because I want to give you that blessing. I want to rename you as my child. The good news, part of the good news of who God is for us is that we don't have it right is that it's not going to be perfect, but we cling to Him. We hold on and we don't let go. And it's actually not our strength. It's actually Him at work in our lives. You see, even as Jacob, now Israel, clings and calls for a blessing, what does God do? Pops his hip out of socket. Well, that doesn't seem very kind. But God knows. God knows what we need. So sometimes when we wrestle, we'll feel the pain, we'll feel the struggle, we'll feel the unknown. But our trust is that as we cling to God, He will bless us in some way or another. That listen, if you have questions, He's a God big enough for them. If you have fears, he is a God big enough for your fear. If you have anxiety, He is a God big enough for your anxiety. Because what He wants to do is take those things and give you His joy. That wrestling with God is not about subduing Him. It's actually about subduing us. Right? Because Jacob then goes and names the place. And he says, For I have seen God face to face yet my life has been delivered. He has no delusions. He doesn't name the place Championship Row, right? And go, well, this is the place I defeated God. No, he goes, I saw God face to face and still I'm alive. That's the win. Because the good news is that we see God face to face and we live because of His Son who died and rose again for us. That we get to struggle with God, not because we're some kind of important person, but because His love for us is that deep. That as we wrestle with God, not only does He give us answers, not only does He hold us close, but He gives us a new name and a new family. And He calls us His own. My encouragement for you is that in those places you are wrestling, hold tight to God. If you're wrestling with questions and doubts and those kinds of things, there are a lot of people who would love to just sit and listen and talk with you. 
That's why I'm here. If you just need to sit and talk about God and frustration and doubt, or talk about God and joy and what He's doing in your life, let's do it. Because if it's questions, if it's doubts, if, the, if it's those kinds of things, if I don't have a satisfactory answer, I have on speed dial the people I call who do. And if it's joy, I want to hear it because I want to rejoice with you. I want to hear how as you've striven with God, He has blessed you. So the whole story we get this morning of Jacob becoming Israel is that God strives with His people not to defeat them, but to bless them so that they will hold tighter to Him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give You thanks this morning that as Your people, You let us strive with You. Lord, let us walk more and more in Your ways. When we have questions and fears and doubts, may we bring them to You, Lord. When we have joy and happiness, may we cling closer to You because we have looked upon Your face and lived and said, it is good. In Your Son, Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.